0: You won diamonds on the ring of gold You say you want your story to remain untold But all the promises we made From the cradle to the grave Welcome to the Situation Report for December 4th. It's Lieutenant Colonel Murray. Oh, what a day. Took me an hour to get this set up so that I could actually do a live chat, which is uh, par for the course of Thrumble. <coughs> but here we are. A couple of admin notes. We'll be here Wednesday doing the roundtable again. Uh, I'm not sure. If I'll have more than uh, just Troop and Lieutenant Colonel Conrad, but I've got a couple other invites out, we may get Matt Bracken back. Um, We'll see. Uh, Other than that, it should be, I'm assuming it's going to be a quiet week. Although, for whatever reason, I had a bunch of people send me that MH370 video that's floating around asking me if it's true or not. It's the three orbs, you know, circling around, then the plane vanishes. Here's what I'll say about that. Why now? It's been how many years since 370 disappeared, and now all of a sudden when the regime, the, the media are out of material, that shows up in alternative media? And, oh, by the way, they had no footage of 370 whatsoever after it took off. And all of a sudden they've got They've got footage of an aircraft and miraculously it's MH370. I don't buy it. The, the timing, the the amount of BS that's gone along with this, the amount of time they spent searching for it, then the fact that there was supposedly wreckage showed up off of Madagascar. I just don't buy it. This would have come out sooner, especially in all media. This would have come out way sooner because – Alt media is notorious for, you know, basically pulling things out of their backside and posting it as if it's real. And then the rest of the community who actually tries to base things in fact has to sit there and unwind it for the next two to three months and it still floats around. So no, don't think it's plausible. Don't think it's real. But it is what it is. The take it for what it is it's just noise. I don't think it's anything other than noise. That said, there's a number of other stories floating around. One of them is that Abe Hameday is going to flip his race. I don't – sorry, folks. I don't have any good news there either. I don't see how that's going to happen when the same judges are called upon to make the same decision, and they've proven time and time again, especially with the Kerry Lake case, clear evidence of fraud, clear evidence of fraud and they still throw the law to the side and vote in favor of the administrative state. I I don't see that that race being flipped as much as people want to throw the hopium out there. I don't see it happening. And the same goes with the rhetoric that's coming out of Steve Bannon's channel that there's going to be an impeachment of Mayorkas and Biden not going to happen. They would have done it by now, just like they would have put on display for the entire world to see all the crimes that the Bidens have committed. And they have clear evidence that he did pay for play, took money directly from the Chinese, it was directly deposited into his account, and still no indictment, no impeachment, no investigation. I don't see anything happening there, especially even with Mayorkas. Mayorkas should be tried for treason just for dereliction of duty under the UCMJ. But instead, they parade him in front of Congress, they berate the guy. He goes through 20 or 30 minutes of excruciating embarrassment, and then he's back to destroying the border. Have you not figured out that Congress can't deal with the border right now? They can deal with the FBI right now. They control the purse strings. Guess what? FBI, you're defunded. IRS, you're defunded. Have they done that? Will they do that? No. Why? Because they're all compromised. Every single one of them. The FBI sits in that in that chamber and literally laughs at them. The last time the FBI was there, the deputy director of the FBI sat there and literally said, I'm not going to answer your questions. Not only am I not going to answer your questions, I don't care what your questions are. They literally walked into Epstein Island after Epstein was killed, I mean committed suicide, I mean was suicided, and then picked up all the tapes and started blackmailing everybody in Washington, D.C. There is literally no pathway to justice other than gunfire. I don't know how many different ways I have to say it, how many different ways I how many different people I have to say it to. There is no there is no mechanism to get to restoration of the constitution without gunfire. Now, is that going to happen right now? No. They want to slow-roll this until the bankers have consolidated power, until the elite have consolidated power, and they have slow-rolled you into no resources and collapsed the economy. And it is amazing to me how many people are blissfully unaware right now. And that is just the lay of the land as it sits right now. And the other... The only bright shining bit of good news today was in the Doug Mackey case. Uh, A federal judge put a stay on his prosecution as well as the the charges against him, his conviction, until appeal. Because it was such a blatant miscarriage of justice that a nutless monkey can see that this was an overreach by the feds and it was a travesty. And thank God there's still some federal judges that are not on the payroll but that's the only bit of good news. The, the other interesting thing that happened over the last week, and it really happened over the weekend, on Friday, gold closed at over 2,000. I think it was 2,100 on Friday, and then today it closed way lower. That says to me the economy is teetering. And if if you don't think I'm correct about that, go look at the repo markets. They're pumping a trillion dollars a night into the repo markets. And that's just to keep the banks afloat with liquidity. At the same time that's going on, you're seeing the the commodity prices bounce up and down. And they're already starting the narrative. Again, you will own nothing and you will be happy. The bankers and the elite will own everything and you will rent everything, including the air that you breathe. They're already starting the narrative that gold is not a good Um, source of retaining value, your, your wealth. It's not a good wealth retainment source. And that's showing up in probably 10 or 15 different areas. Let me remind everybody that China and Russia have pegged their currencies to gold. And China has spent the last 20 years buying gold. So to say that it's not a good wealth retention tool is a farce. It's an absolute farce. And the fact that it's coming out of the banking community should tell you everything that you should know about it. Go buy more gold. Especially if they manipulate the price lower and lower, buy as much of the shit as you can. As much as you can afford. And we'll see how the gold prices go after that. I can tell you that on the silver market, silver is a a manufacturing metal. So you're going to see the price of silver go up too. Just since I started buying silver, and I started buying silver back in, 2009, I think I bought it for like nine, ten bucks an ounce back then, and now it's at like 25 or 26. It's only going to go higher, just like copper and some of the other precious or some of the other metals out there. And to tell you how how precious copper is right now, they're literally stripping wires off of telephone poles in certain parts of the country to go take the copper for scrap and get, and get the scrap copper prices. I should tell you that what you're hearing about precious metals is a joke. The other the other side to that is that you're going to hear all the pundits go talk both ways about silver's good, gold's good, gold's bad, silver's bad. Don't buy into any of that. Gold has been a wealth retention tool for over 2000 years. I doubt that just since the regime came to power it's not going to be a good mechanism for that. And I don't have a ton of gold, but I do have gold. I do have silver. I don't have any palladium or any other precious metals, but I do have gold and silver. And I don't have a ton of it, but I did buy it when it was when it was fairly cheap. I have bought some 1833 coins that were quite expensive um, in the last couple of years. And those haven't changed in price in three years. Those have hovered around 19 or 20, 21 spot price, depending on how many you buy. For the past several years. I don't see that changing. I just see the narrative changing around gold and silver. Don't buy into that. The other the, the other interesting thing that's, it, it's been bouncing around for about three weeks now. And I, and I first saw the story, um, I think it was in revolver.news. There was a rumor three to four weeks ago that, Russian and Ukrainian generals were negotiating a peace conference and some kind of a, a ceasefire. And that showed up in mainstream this weekend, which I think is interesting because it showed up on Citizen Free Press. It showed up at Zero Hedge. We'll see if it actually comes to fruition. I don't think it will, because anytime the U.S. gets involved, like today, there was an article that the Ukrainian Minister of Defense was talking a to Austin about another $400 million in aid and 17 million artillery rounds, and he thinks he can win the war. That is abject propaganda from what I I can tell. There's no pathway to victory. In fact, either the Atlantic or Politico came out last week and said, don't expect any more good news. Expect more bad news out of Ukraine, which tells me what? They're losing badly. I don't see that changing anytime soon. No air support, sucky weather, out of resources, out of men, no more new funding from the U.S. I mean money laundering, I mean funding, I mean aid from the U.S. And they're going to win how? So, yeah, good luck with that. And then (laughs) then there's the immigration situation, which I love to listen to the pundits talk about it especially in Washington, D.C. Today, Dick Durbin came out and said the quiet part out loud. And that is, flood the country with illegal immigrants, enlist them in the military, make them citizens. And the part that he's not saying is that none of them are loyal to the Constitution. What that guy said, and there's a recording of this on, I, I think it came out of retards of TikTok is where I saw it the first time, I think disclosed it did an article on it too. What this retard isn't saying is that everything coming out of his mouth is fucking treason. These people are committing treason right before your eyes. there literally? There's literally no mountain too high anymore. Literally. They are literally telling you they've committed treason and they're trying to replace the U.S., U.S. citizens with foreign nationals. Why do you think they're inviting and paying for all these military-aged males to come in? The whole point of the vaccine mandates was not to force service members to take the vaccine. It was to, to, to decimate the readiness of the American military, drive out any conservatives, drive out anybody who would critically think and ask questions, and then bitch, piss and moan about the fact that the recruiting numbers were in the toilet and they couldn't recruit. And why? Just like with defund the police, you defund the police, you let the crime rate spike, and then you come in with the national police force. And in this case, they're going to enlist as many. And I've said this time and time and time again for the last three years. The plan has always been to put military age males into uniform, swear them in, and then unleash them on the American people. And this son of a bitch just said it out loud. You know, there's there's days like this where I have conversations with people and I just want to fucking scream, wake the fuck up. But Americans are so busy spending their day trying to make sure that they tell themselves everything's normal. Just go to the store. Look at how far apart the shelves are. Look at how empty the shelves are now. I was at Costco today. Shelves are there was two or three aisles, shelves are empty. And they use the excuse, oh, we're still prepping for Christmas. Yeah, on December 4th, you guys prep for Christmas in October. That's that's how the game's played. And the fact that he's a sitting US senator is saying the quiet part out loud should enrage everybody across this country. Cuz the short answer is they're fucking Americans right now with a big Chinese dick. They're taxing so have you gotten your tax bill for 23? Have you have you seen what your taxes are going to be this year? Thanks to Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders and your favorite AOC Your taxes have gone up to 50% of your income. You're going to pay half of your fucking income to the IRS. Why? So they can staff 83,000 new agents to go after businesses, law-abiding citizens, and patriots. And this son of a bitch just said the quiet part out loud. And you wonder why I say we're not getting to 24. This is why we're not getting to 24. We're not getting to 24 because at some point it's going to dawn on the American people. They're getting fucked and they're going to take matters into their own hands. And I'm just waiting for it to happen. Because I've, you know, for the rest of us that have been looking at this for almost five years now, I'll, I'll say even longer. I knew when Obama was in office and watched some of the malfeasance that happened in the military And watch the placement of flaming homosexuals into senior level positions, people that would pick their favorites and they would groom people and groom other homosexuals to be in charge. Now, look, I don't have any problem with gay people, but I do have a fucking problem with gay people in the military that are positioning people that don't have any business being in leadership. And that's what Obama did. He decimated the general officer ranks. And then Trump came to town. And guess what? Every general officer that worked for Trump was a fucking flaming homosexual or a traitor. And then people wonder why they're actively decimating the U.S. military. It's unbelievable to me that people don't see that for what it is. It is a complete and total plan. To take away your civil rights, your human rights, your medical rights, any of your big R rights, your First Amendment, your Second Amendment rights. And they don't care if it takes 20 years. Every year that goes by, people normalize this. Look at all the people that are wearing masks. They've normalized the fact that when, they're, when you're sick or it's flu season, you wear a mask around. You know what the mask does for you? Jack shit. But that's the world we live in. So I'm just waiting for the tax bill to hit people in January and for them to realize that not only are they paying more at the store, paying more for insurance, paying more money to medical insurance and getting less quality care, which I had that conversation today. People are shocked. And I, I just shake my head now because I have saw this coming for years. When they started the narrative that came out of the Phoenix field office of the FBI, it was done in 2009 or 2010. Uh, the report came across my desk, and I looked at the general officer I was working for, and went, "Are you fucking kidding me? The FBI thinks that people like you and I are domestic terrorists. We've been fighting. We've been supposedly fighting terrorists for how long now? Since 03, or since 01? When did we really declare a war on terror? Which is BS in the first place?" And now the FBI is saying that the the same people fighting that war are the biggest threat against our quote-unquote democracy. I, I can tell you that at that moment, I was actually talking to four stars about going and rounding up everybody at the FBI. I was that pissed off when I read that report. And there was several general officers that were just as angry as I was. But here we are, 10 years later, after Obama. Oh wait, no, it's still his third term, right? Yeah, that's right. We're on his third term now. And I had a conversation last night about uh, the the current situation. There's 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 a couple of '06s that don't think that Obama's really running the show. They think it's somebody else. I'm like, no, this is Obama. Deep hatred of Israel wants to break up Israel. Israel wants to move all the Jews back to to Central Europe. That that's that's. That's Muslim Brotherhood, that's Obama, that's exactly what the plan is. And I I posted on Saturday that if you, that to expect US airstrikes in Southern Lebanon and Southern Syria probably within 96 hours. And I let me explain why I say that. So Global Hawk is one of the ISR assets that we use. It has a very limited capability. But anytime you see Global Hawk with a number of orbits, especially over a significant span of time, because it has a long loiter time. You usually see other assets in place around it to support it, to give it specifics. And the last few times I've seen Global Hawk flying with other assets, there was airstrikes or Tomahawks that followed. And that's that's where that assessment came from. Whether I'm right or wrong, I don't really care. But when you see orbits of 12 to 15 hours in the same area, they're targeting something. They're looking at something. And this regime needs a reason to expand the war. And they will they will definitively drive us into a bigger conflict if they can get away with it, just to change the narrative. Why? Because the climate accords and the climate narrative is falling flat on its face. You know when they have to roll out. The mob bosses, like the Clintons, to talk about climate change and how there's a rising death toll from climate change. That's the pharmaceutical industry and the crime bosses getting together to say, we need some new BS and we need to roll out people with, quote, unquote, credibility. Nobody buys into that anymore. Nobody buys the climate narrative. They don't they don't they definitely don't buy the Clintons. But here's the interesting piece that's come out of all of that. There's renewed discussion around the Epstein Black Book. There's new. There's renewed discussion around the manifests and the airline manifests going to the island and who was on it. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of people saying that Trump was on the plane. I really don't care who was on the plane. I, I didn't care then. And I don't care now. Because my view of this is very simple. If you were on the island, You were only there for one reason. And if you were on the plane, you were only on the plane for one reason. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're on the list, if you're in the black book, if you're on the manifest, then you get arrested and you go to prison for the rest of your life. I don't care who you are. I don't care what station you have in life. I don't care what status or what title you hold. You go to fucking prison. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Now the conversation I did miss over the weekend was the conversation about the Red Cross. I didn't see the I didn't see the storyline. I don't know what the what the the article was about, but I can tell you the Red Cross has been as corrupt as the day as long for as long as I can remember, way way back into the 60s. During World War II, the Red Cross was was still a um, humanitarian organization, but since then it's been corrupted like Planned Parenthood, like everything else. And the same group of malcontents who have tainted all of these different agencies are still in Congress. Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren, and the list goes on. They, the, the career politicians have enriched themselves and built crime families and tainted every, every institution they could possibly taint to turn it into a money laundering operation. That's how corrupt the system is. And that's why I say this only ends one way. How it starts, when it starts, why it starts doesn't matter. How it develops doesn't matter. What matters is you should be ready for any contingency and ready to defend your home and your family. And I I can tell you, things have already started to unwind. They're already unwinding as we, as we speak. Now, There's going to be a lot of talk about election issues or election um, cases in Georgia, disclosures around it. We've heard this shit for two years. And, And again, over the weekend, I was barraged with stuff about the Georgia election cases. I don't care. Until you fix the machines and the counting apparatus in this country and you get law enforcement that can restore the rule of law, it doesn't matter what happens in court. They are still institutionalizing the cheating in all of the swing states so that they could retain power because the only way that they can continue to stay in power is through cheating. And they're going to try and sell you. And we talked about this in the last the last sit rep. There's no credible candidate that they can sell anyone, especially Nikki Haley or Gavin Newsom. They can't sell them. Because they're neocons, and they can't sell the fact that neither one of them has a moral compass. In fact, Gavin Newsom, Tucker Carlson was talking about how the guy's, he doesn't even break a sweat when he's lying to your face. I mean, can you get any more fucking evil than that? And they want to make this guy president? What does that tell you? This is the same guy that paid the Chinese 500 and some million million dollars for PPE during COVID. When it made no rhyme or reason, when there was companies here that could have provided them with the quote unquote PPE, he direct bribe to the fucking Chinese. And I'm sure it was a bribe to the Chinese to help him stay in power for the recall because he magically came up with the votes at the 11th hour. And then to have Xi come to San Francisco, can you pander any more to the Chinese? And that's what we're seeing. So until you fix the county centers and you return and restore the rule of law, it doesn't matter what you do because everything that you do from that point forward, you'll get a somewhat fair, free and fair election. And it's like this discussion around how the the party apparatus in every state needs to be they need to adhere to the party apparatus in every state. And my answer to that is the party apparatus in every state it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you're in the Republican Party, it doesn't matter if you're a PC councilman, if you're a senior member of the Republican Party within your state, or if you're at the national level Republican Party working for um, for Rana. It doesn't matter. The whole party is corrupted. And it's corrupted by globalists. So it doesn't matter what the what the gop foot soldiers do at the local level the whole system has to be completely dismantled and rebuilt from the ground up and that only happens after a major major reset and that's that's where we're at and what what i'm leading towards with all of this is that we're past the culmination point we're past the point where the legal remedies are going to be in place. We're past the point where the civic rem- remedies are going to be in place. So our next, the next choice that we have as Americans, is mass civil de- disobedience or gunfire, and that's it. Because if Dick Durbin achieves his aims, and they actually vote to enlist these illegals in the military, then guess what, folks? There's not enough people in the military to turn the tide. It's going to be up to us, which means we're going to go against people in uniform, other Americans and foreigners. I can, and I can tell you how that goes. You start hearing foreign languages from U.S. troops. It doesn't matter if they've been in this country their whole life. That you hear Spanish, you hear Chinese, you hear Russian, gunfire. That's how this goes. And I've said it before. Once things kick off, neck tattoos, bullet to the head. Foreign language, bullet to the head. You start doing Sharia law or preaching Sharia law, bullet to the head. It doesn't matter if you've been in this country ten years, five years, or five minutes. That's how this goes. Because when the gunfire starts, people will rally around things that they know and are familiar with. If you're completely outside of that, they're just gonna they're gonna send range send rounds downrange. It doesn't matter. And Unfortunately, that's how this will be sorted out in the near term. And then longer term, it's going to take a concerted effort and a, and a wide number of troops to be able to go and take the power centers. And you either, you have two choices. Choice one, you surround it, and then you move in and destroy it. Or choice two, you cut it off and starve it out. But I can tell you that after the, the, desert, the first desert storm, after we put bombs down, down air shafts and down the center of buildings that every country on this planet built deep underground bunkers And I can, you know, Washington DC has some deep holes. West Virginia is full of deep holes. And there are bunkers all around that area. So you're not going to starve anybody out. There's enough food, water and ammunition underneath that place to sustain, you know, thousands of people for 100 years. So you have to go in and take it out. And it's not just the above ground buildage. You have to take around the entire apparatus underground, and that's going to take years to do. But you have to cut off the logistics going in there and then start to methodically go through and figure out where all those key strong points are. That's not going to happen overnight. So we have a lot of work ahead of us once all this kicks off. And I know what people are going to say. Why don't we start right now? And my question back to you is: Who do you start with? Who do you who do you go after? How do you go after a system where everybody is potentially compromised, all the way down to the city level? Fuck our mayor is compromised here in in Phoenix. Half of the Department of Revenue, half of the police force, half of the half of the the state apparatus is completely compromised by communists. And again, I covered that too. Liberals are the ones who predominantly take those positions because conservatives don't want to do that kind of work. And yeah, that's a generalization. And yeah, it's probably not true in all cases, but that predominantly is the deal. And it's why most of the city, especially city politics are so off the wall because they're staffed with fucking flaming liberals that are all communists. And the end justifies the means. So, who do you start with if you're going to go kick doors? And then, more importantly, once you start down that path, where do you stop? The clear lines of demarcation are just not clear enough yet to be able to do that, despite this this fervor to go roll people up. And it's just like shooting media people, right? I, I continually get people saying, "Well, we should just start shooting media people." Well, there's a lot of good people that are in the media that are not mainstream, that attend a lot of these these press conferences, as well as a lot of these public appearances. So what do you do, go after them, too, and call it collateral damage? There has to be guardrails around it, just like there has to be a start and a stop point. And the same thing goes with military tribunals, with Nuremberg trials. There has to be a left and right boundary, because it's a slippery slope once you start going down that route. And... You know, the other, the other piece of this that people don't think about is get away from the street violence that always accompanies a communist takeover. And think about the bigger picture. How much of the country do you want to destroy in order to preserve it? Because you don't want to be Aleppo. It will take decades to rebuild that place, if it's ever rebuilt. And in the meantime, the people that are in those areas are living in squalor. No running water, no sanitation. There is a, a mountain of just logistical issues that they have to deal with every single day. And, oh, by the way, you have to rebuild that. So there's no clear pathway to be able to address this head on, even if you wanted to. And I routinely get hit, well, you you should be out front, sir. You should be uh, organizing people. Trust me, if I had a battalion of hooves, I would have taken care of Arizona in 2020. That had been a done deal. And we would have a brand new state, state apparatus right now. And I would have gone all the way down to the city level in, in Phoenix, in Tucson, hell all the way up to Flagstaff. And I would have, cle- I would have cleaned the house and I would have polygraphed literally everybody. And I would have put them under oath and I would, I would get to the bottom of who was behind it and then I would have arrested every single one of the lawyers, every single one of the lobbyist firms and the institutional money that was behind all of this. Which brings me to Gaza in the current situation there. So we saw a ceasefire. Ceasefire has ended. Hostilities have resumed. Israel's still losing the information war. And I can tell you that that's on purpose. They're purposely trying to destroy the country and destroy the region, and they are purposely trying to kill off as many people as possible. And, and I can't help but think that part of the reason why they're so hell bent on this. Is that there's some kind of a timer with these vaccines? Because all in the same week, the Massive disclosures came out of New Zealand, the Department of Health or National Institute of Health or whatever he is, Ministry of Health, whistleblower down there, that talked about an excess of 10 million deaths just inside of New Zealand from the vaccine mandates. That is, that is a tectonic and massively huge disclosure. It completely compromises Jacinda Ardern, completely and we'll see what happens out of it but is the new zealanders and the kiwis should they should be they should be up in arms over this so we'll see we 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 will definitely see the you know the other part of this is with all these disclosures and remember i said these disclosures were coming with all these disclosures there's going to be disclosures against specific individuals that will probably be shocking to most people. And it will be a shift in the other direction, which will be awakened, like, look at Pizzagate. Pizzagate is still in the news, as well as the, the obfuscation of it by the mainstream. And now, a funny thing happened about a week ago with Pizzagate the disclosures. They started to implement, or... And, and, they started to implicate specific actors and famous people. And one of them was, everybody knows that Ellen DeGeneres has been, she's basically a Luciferian and has been. Anne hey, H. talked about that years and years ago, but now that's mainstream. But to hear Jennifer Aniston's name, to hear George Clooney's name, to hear the entire cast of Friends, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting stuff. Now, I don't know how much of that is true, how much of that's real, how much of that's just, you know, the alternative media throwing, throwing, you know, the, the spitballs out there, but the, it, it, it is food for thought and it is raising consciousness of other people outside of the speak. And the reason why I bring it up is that it was a phone conversation with somebody who's, who's very, very liberal that this, this popped in into the conversation. And I was asked very, you know, very directly, what do you know about Epstein? What do you know about, you know, the Satanists inside of Hollywood? And, you know, I just answered the question very directly. I said that pedophilia is in every single layer of our society, all the way down to the city level where you're at. And this person lives in, in uh, Northern Oregon and, you know, he was shocked. He's like, I didn't think that it would affect our community. I'm like, you don't think that all of those liberals in the, in the Oregon state and city apparatus in Portland are not part of pedophilia? Look at what they're doing. They're trying to normalize the sexualization of children. Do you think they're doing that because they believe in some higher calling or enlightenment of children? No, this is all about pedophilia. It's about getting the population to accept pedophilia. That is a massive shift in our society from the 1970s and 1980s. Our entire world is run by pedophiles and most of them are homosexual pedophiles. And you think that for one second, these people are not a part of that apparatus? They, this Pedophilia affects every single part of our society. And it was stunned silence on the other end of the phone. And the only reason I was asked in the first place is because the Pizzagate stuff has made it to parts of the mainstream. So the the disclosures that are coming, and I think they're going to come this month and early next month, will be around completely around people that are involved in pedophilia. I do love to watch the comments um, that Hillary Clinton receives every time she posts something because she's, She's a mob boss talking about climate change, which is, it's hysterical to watch. Hysterical. Because, like John Kerry, you got a mob boss who flies in on a private jet trying to convince the world that the death rate is up because of climate change. Yeah, you're not selling that. That's not a narrative anybody's going to buy. And the comments that come out of, out of X are incredible. People are just incensed. And I and I'm, you know, I'm thankful for it too, because usually I'm the guy saying that guy needs to be hung, that guy needs to be hung, that guy needs to be hung. And it's not me saying it now, it's other people too. And here's what's interesting about all the social media platforms right now. There's there's really three main narratives on social media right now. One is the corruption of the corruption of the um, the Congress and the the DC elite. The other is the the groundswell of support for Trump and that's been around for a while but the the latest narrative around that is that the the public is getting more and more upset about the weapon weaponization of agencies and the persecution of Trump. I don't know how much of that is real and how much of that is you know the other side of the fence trying to shape the narrative but that's the second one and then the third one is the economic collapse that's impending i'm seeing more and more rhetoric around an economic collapse and that fiscal policy has to change or the the economy will collapse right in front of us all those narratives are being built right now as we speak and all of those narratives are driving Not just the public to do a little more research, but they're they're driving the middle of the road. Remember I said the bell curve, right? You have you have the extreme left, extreme right, where nobody's reaching them. But the right in the middle where you can convert people from the left or the right, from the from the left or right middle, and you can bring them over to your side. That's that's the piece that most of the information war is targeting. And I'm seeing more and more of that rhetoric right now, and it's bubbling to the surface across all of social media, which again is very, very interesting given the amount of um, disinformation that's being pushed out that those narratives would survive and those narratives would bubble to the surface even in alternative media. But to see it in regular media, that is very interesting. And it's, it's interesting for a couple of reasons. It means that the gatekeepers are either allowing it or they're condoning it. And I'm sorry, allowing it or they're, they're not able to control it. And the fact that, that I'm seeing it more and more is a very, very interesting conversation. That's that's one of the other reasons why I think you're going to see disclosures because they're, they're t- and <clears throat> one of the things that I don't like seeing that I'm seeing a lot of, too, is it trumps some sort of messiah. That is the farthest thing from the truth. It's a bunch of BS is what it really is. But I'm seeing more and more of that too. And Trump's not a messiah. Trump is Trump. He's one dude surrounded by idiots. And he was surrounded by swamp creatures. And he's not coming back. I don't care what anybody says. The guy's not coming back. At least not before 24. And if he does come back, it's going to be through some kind of a military action. I don't see him coming back any other way because the the entire establishment hates the guy, the entire establishment. And they're doing their level best to get rid of him. If they don't kill him before the 24 election. I'll be surprised. So all of these narratives are building in the background. All of these narratives are coming more and more to the forefront. And the signal in all of this right now, and, and again, you hear me say, filter out the noise and get to the signal. The signal is going to be, what's the escalation point in the Middle East? Signal is, what is the more disclosure and what is the next set of actions around the disclosures related to the vaccines? And then what is the next set of disclosures around pedophilia and how are those going to be released? All the court cases, all of the conjecture around the impeachments, all noise, all of it. Until something's actually done, it's noise. And it's just hopium. And that's why I say, stick with the, find the signal, stay on the signal. And the last piece of signal is going to be, what is the real ground situation in Ukraine? Are the Russians on the move? Are the Russians not on the move? I've heard both sides of the fence. And I've said this before, and it bears repeating. I don't believe anything I hear from either side. I haven't since the word go. I don't think I'm gonna start, you know, changing my tune today because there's too many, there's too many pieces of disinformation that have come out of both sides over there, just like we're seeing in Gaza. You're seeing disinformation overload from both sides. How is that gonna change? And why would you believe anything from either side when there is countless evidence to show then almost half of what you're seeing has been staged. Other than the real live footage of bombs, which I don't even know if I buy that. I think some of that was stock footage from Iraq in 2004. So why would you believe any of it? That's why I say start start from the premise it's BS, work your way back, and try and find credi- credi- credible sources that can corroborate the story and give you some fidelity. And it's why I pay attention to, to news outlets like the, the Washington Pundit. They do yeoman's work to verify stories. They do double and triple checking of sources to make sure what they're getting is real, is accurate, and verifiable. Just like Revolver News, Citizens Free, Free Press. There's a lot of articles on Zero Hedge. And there's a ton of substacks where you have people doing real journalism fact-based reporting and there's several lists floating around the bottom line is i always try and find credible sources to back up what i'm seeing it's why this whole mh370 thing it's a couple of dudes on youtube saying i dare you to prove to me that this isn't real well i dare you to fucking prove to me it is real motherfucker because it's been how many years and you're telling me this is real after how many years yeah the burden's on you not on me pal But that's the world we live in right now. The grifters are out front and then you have to disprove the grifters. Anyway, regardless of how you feel about the election, it's noise right now. And the situation on the ground in the Middle East, the situation, and let's talk about Ghana real quick because Ghana is, is, there's really, no reason for us to be there other than oil and the there eric prince released a video where he talks about this i'll post it to the i'll post it to the channel actually michael yawn sent me the the eric prince interview and i thought it was very interesting um when he first when he first published when he first sent it to me and i first started listening to it i thought it was very interesting because one i didn't know he had comms with eric prince um and I don't know if you pulled it off YouTube, but knowing Michael Yawn, he actually has poems with with uh, Eric Prince. He's, he's pretty well respected across the planet. But um, the point he was trying to make to me was uh, that, let me see if I can copy the link. There, I just put it into the comments section. I'll put it into the chat. That's an interview worth watching. Eric, regardless of what you think of Eric Prince, regardless of what you think of Blackwater, um, his point is, and he and he talks about that this is one of the biggest oil finds that Exxon has ever found. Guiana's really defenseless. Hugo Chavez is basically owned by the oil cartels, and they're moving forces into Guiana to, to seize that. Seize that area so they can exploit the oil. There's a lot of, uh, and again, all roads lead back to resources. All roads lead back to money. But I think Eric Prince does a better a better job than I could have explained in the situation on the ground. And he talks about a lot of other operations similar to this that I think it's worth your time to listen to. It's about a two-hour interview, but it's worth all two hours. I listened to all of it twice. and uh, And I'll tell you, I worked with Blackwater in the desert. They were all good. They're all ex-Special Forces. This was early in the war. This was in 04, and they were all good people. And, you know, Eric Eric Prince was a good friend of the Bushes, good friends of uh, George W. Bush. I, you know, I'm not going to comment on that relationship because it, right now it doesn't matter because I think the content of what he's saying is very important for people to hear. But it what it proves and what it shows graphically is that the world is run around resources. It's not run around diplomacy. It's not run around politics. It's run about control of resources. And you've heard me talk about the Chinese being in control and running around the world, buying up all these mineral rights and resource rights, building and buying ports, funding and starting companies to manage ports in the US, the UK, and Europe. They're doing that to control the flow of resources. That's why you do those activities to control the flow of resources. We did exactly the same thing after World War II. We had U.S. companies, we had US US military moving around the globe to control resources. You're seeing China doing the exact same thing right now. And The end game and the end state is who's going to control the oil supply. Because look, let's face it, we're not moving to hydrogen. We're not moving to electric. We're not moving to solar. The elite aren't going to have their way. The the big reset's not going to happen the way they want it. We are going to reset, but it's not going to be the, the way they want it, and it's not going to go the way they want it. Regardless of what you think of the bigger situation, The bigger situation always revolves around control of resources. And right now you're seeing the elite in two parts of the world fighting over who's going to control the resources. I can say unequivocally that the Chinese have bases in the Pacific. They have bases in Africa. They have Chinese autonomous zones in two different countries in Africa. They have control of resources across the planet. They have mineral rights drilling rights, and mining operations in almost every continent. In fact, I think they do on every continent now. You're seeing the end of an empire and it's being purposely destroyed by the people that are in power. The only people that can take it back are us. Take that in for a second. You're not watching the death of America. You're watching the rebirth of a country, but it's going to take us years to do that. Oh, and oh, by the way, this Dick Durbin speech is now, is on every single social media outlet. The Blaze just put it out, so you know it's bullshit if the Blaze is putting it out. But the the entire um, X platform now is blowing up over this speech. Why? Because he said the quiet part out loud. That's what we're dealing with, folks. Abject corruption. Abject treason. In every way, shape, and form, you can see it. So focus on the signal. Don't get wrapped up in the noise. Don't get wrapped up in the conjecture. Don't get wrapped. Until the fucking aliens land on the White House lawn, stop worrying about it. What are you going to do about it? And until they start anal probing you, it really doesn't matter what they're doing, does it? Now, I will say I have got several pilots now it was just one or two a few weeks ago, but several now have said, hey, we need to talk on the phone because I'm seeing shit in space I can't explain. I've heard that from five different ple- people. I'm going to be digging into that over the next several weeks, but that's not going to be a quick outcome. That's going to be a lot of conversations followed by some research, followed by here's what we know we know. Here's the things we don't know we know. Here are the things we we know we don't know. And here's the things we don't know we don't know. There's not going to be any conversation around, this is fact. Although, I I will say that if, you know, we really had a secret space for us, I don't know why they haven't taken out Bill Gates yet. I just don't know why. But, yeah. The point remains, focus on the signal. Stop worrying about the noise. And there's a shitload of noise right now. I know, because I get hit by it every single day. That's why I I lose my patience over it. there's a lot of people that are looking for information. Point them to point them to Rumble, point them to Truth Social, point them to X, point them to platforms you know where people are talking about the truth. And I'll be honest, Telegram's an echo chamber, and I'm seeing a lot more people bailing off of Telegram and going back to Twitter. And again, I've said from the start that I think it's a lure to get people back to to Twitter to control the cultural narrative. I haven't moved off of that, but it is what it is. Anyway, at the end of the day, three things will remain true. Number one, we're on the higher moral ground. Number two, we still have the initiative. And number three, we have the right people on this side to take this all the way home. That's why I say don't be scared. Stop getting wrapped up in the fear porn, and whatever comes out of this this child pneumonia thing that's coming out of China. Notice how that's lost steam this week. They're not pumping the fear porn like they did with COVID. But we'll see what that what happens next week. They've they've said it's in New York and it's in uh, where else is it? New York is another state that has it. They're going to try and pump that fear porn. Masked on compliance. That's the next step, too. But don't be scared of this stuff. This is just the same tired narratives that they're trying to replay and trying to push down your throats. At the end of the day, we're on the we're on the higher moral ground, no matter what they do or how they say it or how they try and implement it. We're on the higher moral ground. And make noise. Don't be silent. Make fucking noise now. You have nothing to lose. Because I guarantee you when you get your tax bill in January... You're gonna be pissed off. And if you're not, you should be. But with that, let me make sure there's nothing in the comments. No, Paul Halliburton is probably in Guyana, but they're they're not in control of the ground and they don't have they don't have troops. I think we're sending troops down there right now. Either way, you're gonna see something occur down there with US forces. I don't think you're going to see U.S. boots on the ground in Israel, but you are going to see U.S. airstrikes. When, how, and how soon? I don't know. But I think it's, I think that's imminent now because they're just stupid enough to involve us in that without involving us. Who knows? There's a lot of people with different opinions on that and jury's still out on that one. But for the most part, you'll see an escalation within the two weeks because we're sitting on a powder keg and they've created the perfect storm. And I will say this. I think they're all fucking working together. I think Israel, I think China, Russia, the U.S., they're all working together with Israel to widen this conflict. They don't care how many people they burn. I, I, I don't think this is two sides. I think this is a well-choreographed and a well-played, because I can't believe that there's this much incompetence in our government. I just cannot believe that it's, our government's that incompetent. The FBI, yes. DHS, yes. CIA, no. And definitely not the senior oligarchs in this country because they've been selling us out for years. I don't think that's the case. Anyway, filter out the noise, stick with the signal, and keep your head on a swivel. Be situationally aware. And I think things will start. You're going to see things start moving in the next several days. So don't be surprised when you start seeing an uptick in violence. Either way, folks, we'll be back Wednesday at uh, 5 o'clock. That's 5 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock Eastern. (coughs) We'll be back on Wednesday. God bless everyone. One team, one fight.